0: I just got a good job. I start in September, but even with that job, I can't buy anything. I can't afford the rent these days. The wages are staying the same. I can't afford to move out. I'm 24 and I'm embarrassed that I can't move out. So what am I supposed to do? Where where am I supposed to go? I'm working like three jobs right now because the cost of living and I'm not
1: even really saving that. I'm not saving anything really. $350,000 got you a really nice place. At least where I'm from. Now it's like you need $700,000 plus to even get a half-decent home. Okay, that is a montage there of young people in British Columbia talking about a a difficult economy. And we've talked a lot about that, especially a, a housing market, an unaffordable housing market, especially for young people trying to break in, trying to buy that first home. And when we've discussed this topic in the past, you know, I sometimes get a reaction from listeners saying, you know what, it's not just young people who are struggling here. What about the older seniors? What about seniors who are living on a, on a fixed income? It's not just the boomers who are, are making out here exclusively in this economy if, they've, if they, own, they own their own home, if they're in that fortunate position. But there's a lot of older people, a lot of seniors, especially if they're on a fixed income, when they're faced with issues like inflation at the supermarket, rising rents, stagnant income, pension income, and otherwise. This can be a real problem for seniors in a difficult Economy. I got Laura Tamblin Watts standing by to discuss here. First, have a listen to this report. It's global news reporter Claudia Van Emmerich here uh, talking about poor seniors, some of whom end up in desperate shape here. She speaks to Laura Kadaoki Kada- uh, from the United Way of BC. Have a listen.
0: The report commissioned by the United Way of BC reveals that the rising costs of living in recent years have put some major pressure on seniors. The reason that we created this report was because we were hearing from frontline service providers about the fact that they're seeing more seniors than they've ever seen before who are coming to them and finding themselves on the verge of homelessness in their 60s or
1: 70s. All right, let's discuss now with my guest Laura Tamblin Watts. Laura is the president and CEO of Can Age. Laura is an advocate for seniors and seniors' rights, and I'm very pleased to welcome Laura to the show. Laura, thank you very much for coming on today. Pleased to be here. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. And when we hear a lot about seniors struggling in this economy now, if you own your own home and you're sitting on a pile of equity, that's a pretty nice position to be in, especially in a city like Vancouver where housing prices have gone up so much. But not all seniors own their own homes, right? Like, What are you hearing from seniors who are struggling in this economy right now?
0: It's incredibly hard. Um, Just to give you a sense, the number of people who are in poverty has gone up for older people in British Columbia for the last three years in a row, and that trend is going to continue with the consumer price index going up, the cost of everything going up, and fixed incomes not generally matching that. That means people are making decisions this winter whether to eat or whether to have heat.
1: Yeah, boy, this is a tough situation, especially when you think about a, a generation that may have accumulated a lot of debt, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because you know, you talk about boomers. Who I guess there's this perception that the boomers are the privileged generation here, but man, if you're uh, if you're on a fixed income or you're or you got you got a lot of debt, it's maybe not such a pretty picture. It's
0: actually become the perfect storm. So when we think about older people with good assets, we're not usually thinking actually about the boomers. We're thinking about the generation before. In fact, the boomers mm. are the most indebted generation we've ever had, owing about a dollar seventy for every dollar that they own. In fact, we have not just people retiring with mortgages, we've got boomers who are retiring with graduate student debt. And what that means is... Because the cost of borrowing money was so low for a really long time, people found it very easy to go get money from banks, but it also meant that they were not earning their own money at much of a rate. Now, costs, of course, have gone up. Interest rates are going up and that means that they can't afford to finance their debt and the money that hopefully they were socking away didn't earn as much. And that's leaving a lot of people who thought they were doing okay, middle-class folks with their own homes, now sometimes facing homelessness.
1: Yeah, I have friends of mine, Laura, who are in their senior years and maybe had been planning to retire at age 65. Guess what? they get to 65, they can't afford to retire. They have to keep working. Are you hearing that more and more from Canadian seniors?
0: Absolutely. I'm old enough to remember the uh, the Freedom 55 as an <laughs> idea. And I mean, that's just become kind of a joke for most people, so is 65. The reality is many older people who are not privileged enough to have a very good pension plan, which is increasingly a small group of folks, are not able to retire at 65. And The challenge, of course, is that they may not really be able to stay in the workplace either, where we mostly have got rid of mandatory retirement, except within a union contracts. The reality of circumstances that people face a lot of ageism in the workplace, and so whether they may need to stay in, they may not really be allowed to stay in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear a lot about that too. And I think that's could be a mistake for some employers if they're thinking that way that maybe this person's too old for the job because in in many cases you're talking about extremely experienced people who have got a great skill set who would probably be terrific employees if they're given a chance, right?
0: It's exactly right. In fact, CanAge has worked with uh, the AARP in the States and the World Economic Forum on a great project called Living, Learning, Earning Longer. And what we found is that not only do businesses make more money, but actually groups across employees are much happier and more stable if they have multi-generational workforces. And to replace Mm -hmm. an older worker in terms of time and experience takes a company on average two to two and a half years to get a new worker up to scruff. And of course, with the fact that our population is aging, if you have an older workforce or at least older members in your workforce, they're more able to serve that older consumer. So it is usually a mistake, but one we Know people are
1: facing all of the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Speaking to Laura Tamblin Watts, president of Can Age, talking about a difficult economy, especially for older older British Columbians, many of whom are, are still working past their planned retirement. What about um, pensions and, and savings? Do most do most seniors have any kind of savings? Do they have a pension? Do they have an RSP? And are the pensions that are out there like the Canada Pension Plan? What's your opinion of that? Is that adequate right now?
0: We think about pensions when it was originally created or our own if you will, financial future is a three-legged stool. That's a term we hear a lot, the three-legged stool. The first is that public pension, as you say, CPP and OAS. And for those that qualify, our GIS, again, that extra piece for people who are very low income. And really, it's almost impossible to live on that amount of money. And it was never designed for that as well. In fact, when we put together that kind of public pension plan, it was done when the average age of death was 67. And they expect, retirement was 65, right? So it was never supposed to last a third of your lifetime, and it is incredibly difficult to exist on that. So then you move to what we hope would be some type of pension that's offered by a company. And again, we know that very few pensions are now being offered, and if they are, they're really cut back from what we call defined benefit plans to defined contribution plans. You're getting those perhaps if you're a teacher or you're working for government, but Companies these days have moved out of pension plans, and so that's become really a bit of the Wild West in that regard. It's unlikely that people are probably going to have pension plans in the same way that they used to. So that moves to our own savings, and that's a bad story, particularly when those savings are needing to be used to just cover your cost of living. So we know that many people are just a couple of paychecks away from not being able to make ends meet, and that's true for older people as well
1: yeah and when you take a yeah it's not a it's not a pretty picture for sure, especially if you don't have those those type of savings a lot of people do not. What would you like to see from government here is is can age calling for like improvements in Canada pension and old age security? What would you like to see done?
0: We are. There's a couple yeah. of key things. First is there was a little bit of an adjustment to uh, some of the government pensions at 75, a little bit of an extra amount, 10% once you reach 75. That's got to come down to 65. People need it earlier. Again, it's not a huge amount, but that little extra margin can help. We are also asking that we stop being forced to convert RRSPs into RIFs and then withdraw them at to 71 years old. That's an old number, again, for From from when people died at 74. So that would make sense. You have three years to withdraw your money and then you die. We're 10 years Mm -hmm. later than that now. So we're asking that they, mandatory Uh, withdrawals of rifts go away so people can be better judges of their own money. And then we really have to talk about what the Consumer Price Index is doing to folks. And for that, the best thing we can do actually is not things like tax credits. It's actually money in hand. So we've seen the federal government help in some cases on the East Coast, for instance, with some extra money for heat. We know that people need a little bit of extra money in their pocket, and this is the time for the government to help out.
1: Yeah, boy, that's a great point that you've raised a couple of times there about the life expectancy because people are living longer, right? So, you know, when the Canada Pension Plan was designed, what did you say was the life expectancy then? It was only 67 <laughs>
0: Yeah, two years. So oh. the idea was you worked until 65, you retired, you lived for two years, and then you died. And then died. You didn't yeah. just die, you died fairly <laughs> really quickly. And that's yeah. another thing that we don't do anymore. We don't die quickly, which is great. Yeah. So the good <laughs> news about all of this is that we are living longer and mostly living healthier than we ever have before. This is the good news. The bad news is that we haven't changed our systems to meet that longevity. And so when we're looking at these types of reforms that we need to do, or for people who are looking at their own pocketbook and thinking, what do I have to do? You have to say to yourself, okay, Think about, you know, average life expectancy right now is about 84. My kids who are in their 20s can imagine to live to 100. And we need to rethink those traditional stages of life of, you know, being a kid, going to school, and then, you know, working in retirement and really opening that up and thinking about how can we live well across the life course.
1: Yeah. And just lastly, Laura, when when we're speaking about seniors who are just... Trying to make ends meet here in a tough economy. In some cases, we're talking about situations that are just heartbreaking and tragic. Like we just heard in that global news report about the number of seniors who are facing homelessness, who are relying on on food banks to get by. Are you hearing more of that?
0: Never before have seniors used food banks more than in the last yeah. couple of years. And the same thing with homelessness. We've never seen such a number of people. And we think that that trend is going to continue. The other trend that we need to think about is social isolation. And those things go hand mm. in hand. As people have less money, they're less able to get transportation. They're less able to get out and about, to get connected with social programs. And so that's why it's really important that we don't just think about older people as not having you know one set of needs met, financial needs and reliance, but thinking about Really, how do we include older people in the world so that they are not isolated, not poor, and not really struggling the way that we see that they are right now?
1: Laura, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you.